Welcome back to another edition of Hoopology. I'm your host, Storm Jenkins. We're on episode one, season four, Championship DNA, the season preview for its 22-23 NBA season. Let's get started. So last time we chatted, we, we did the finals preview. So we'll talk a little bit about you know what happened in the finals. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors for the championship, as well as um, congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces for their championship in the WNBA as well. And then we'll talk about free agency, some of the key um, signings over the summer, and then we'll talk about a preview for for this season um, upcoming, which um, starts tonight. So I'm excited. So let's get started. So uh, from our last chat, you know, we talked about, you know, the Celtics and, and Golden State. And, you know, I, I did mention that the biggest key would be the turnovers, or which pretty much it was the, the, the tale of of the of the whole series and, and unfortunately the um Celtics were on the losing end of that turnover battle um against the Golden State Warriors so hats off to them for you know pushing through Steph Curry had an amazing game but also I mean Wiggins Looney and and Otto Porter uh definitely were a huge catalyst um to to propel the the, the Warriors for that win and you know it just seemed like the Celtics just ran out of gas as well as you know became rather stagnant on offense made a lot of mistakes um you know just uh, a lot of iso ball a lot of um you know bad shots and just couldn't couldn't bolster enough offense and and really their defense um you know at times just uh seemed to to ru- to run out of gas but i mean they still had you know had some great positives i mean to get to the finals, you know, their defense was their calling card. Hopefully that will continue into this new season. And hopefully with the addition of Brogdon and, um, you know, with uh, to help with some of the, the ball handling and, and some of the playmaking, you know, to alleviate Tatum from some of that. Um, and so he can kind of like move through the offense a little bit better. And so also hopefully when um, Time Lord comes back from injury around Christmas time, you know, that will also kind of like, we'll really get to see the full complement and see how, how, how the Celtics are doing um, for the season once he does come back. And it, but in the meantime, you know, um, with Coach Joe uh, playing um, some small ball, it, it'll be interesting to see how, how that kind of plays itself out um, early in the season and how, how if they can move the ball enough like they did in the first preseason game with a, a season high um, assist, uh, if they can continue that kind of, uh, movement, um, much like the way the Golden State moves um, the ball, which is uh, which takes a lot of conditioning. If they can continue that um, on the Celtics end, I think they'll have some great success. Obviously, both are coming um, off of you know an interesting season and off season, um, you know, with some controversies and some some issues um, with Draymond and Jordan Poole, as well as you know with the suspension of Coach Udoka. So they they do have some distractions coming into the season. But I think um, as far as the each team is concerned, you know the, the Warriors made a lot more moves in the off season um, with losing a lot of their bench players and and a lot of their key contributors from the championship. Um, you know, role um, in into the season. So it would be interesting to see, but they do get Wiseman back. They do get, they have, um, you know, hopefully a bigger role for Kaminga and Moody. And then um, adding DiFincenzo, I think, um, to anchor kind of like the second team, second unit should be interesting to see, you know, kind of how everybody gels together and, and the emergence of, of some of these younger players um, to complement, you know, um, Clay and Steph and then Draymond and then 
also with Jordan Poole and his signing as well as um, if Wiggins continues, um, you know, his his great kind of like being the glue guy and kind of just being the the jack of all trades um, on that team. I think that that'll um, bode well for for them and their push to um, get back to the back to the finals and back to the championship. And so let's talk a little bit about um, key off-season free agency. So, I mean, the big, the big key um, was the big news that KD had requested the trade and then whether or not Kyrie would opt in to his um, contract, which he did. And then, you know, as the summer progressed, um, you know, every day just looking to see what was going to happen with KD and, and nothing happened with KD <laughs> and really nothing happened with Kyrie. Kyrie didn't become a Laker and KD didn't, you know, go off to Phoenix or Miami, which was his two key destinations. And so, um, and then with, uh, Ben Simmons coming back, um, off of a back injury and then, you know, finally, you know, coming into uh Brooklyn net uniform together, seeing them all three in, in the preseason was, was exciting to see. And then, you know, having them add Royce O'Neal, I think also for defense is a great add um, with Harris coming back and Claxton and with Seth Curry um, coming back. I think uh, that should be a pretty nice balanced offense as well as, you know, have some defense and then Morris coming over from Miami um, to hopefully um, be a little bit of a bit of an enforcer and kind of just um, help out, you know, where he can as well. Uh, it, it remains to be seen, you know, how co- what, what Coach Nash um, can do with, with the squad and, um, you know, how, how they can perform it and who's going to be in the lineup from night to night. I think that's just the key issue is consistency, chemistry and um, you know, hopefully, you know, they can go throughout the season um, to really see the full potential. Um, you know, obviously, with Harden being in, in the Sixers, you know, you're not seeing that big three, but hopefully this new big three um, with with Simmons and, and his defensive uh, mindedness and his length and, you know, passing ability. Um, can can that be the key to kind of getting getting the Nets, you know, into the playoffs and, and deep at that um, from from when they signed Katie and Kyrie originally that you know obviously was the goal um, with John Wall um, getting signed with the Clippers that that emerges um, that that team I think makes makes them be a very key team to watch in the West now um, with Kawhi coming back and and with um, Paul George being there and, and Coach Lou did a fantastic job with what he had last year and I think with his full complement of um, players this year it should be interesting to see what kind of roles um you know each each take and, and how far they can go this year so that, that's an exciting um time for them um donovan mitchell to cleveland i think is an excellent move for him um it's just really shocking that he didn't um end up at the knicks like it was pretty much um a foregone conclusion it sounded like um almost all summer when the trade, um, you know, kind of rumors had started about that, um, Rudy Gobert to Minnesota was just that was that's a head scratcher. <laughs> it still it still remains to be seen what what you know what the benefits are for having him and Cat play together, and you know obviously Rudy brings a great defensive presence, but how can he not be a liability? Um, much the way he was in the Jazz, how can Minnesota you know make him at least um, you know work within their offense um, to make them successful along with D'Lo and, and, and Edwards. Um, so that remains to be seen. I mean, the West is really tough. They had some lapses in the playoffs last year. And so we'll see, you know, this year how, how those um, lapses 
um, you know, go away. DeJounte Murray to Atlanta, I think, was a huge win for them. Um, for So the backcourt of him and Trey Young um, should be really exciting, along with Collins and, and Hunter and Capella. Um, hopefully, you know, DeJounte brings um, some two-way um, defensive-mindedness, and hopefully that can rub off on the rest of the squad. Because that really was um, the big part of what they were lacking last year was um, defense. So... I think that makes them really, really exciting um, this year. So I think them and Cleveland are, are two teams to watch, um, you know, this year along with um, to go along with Boston, Brooklyn, and then Milwaukee with Middleton coming back, I think, um, and then them really not making too many changes um, on the roster from last year to this year, I mean, puts them in a great position. I mean, anytime you have Giannis on your squad you know you have um you know a great chance to win he plays hard every single day and then drew holiday and middleton really are a great trio um together but just see whether or not that's enough and their health um you know maintains throughout the season and into the playoffs um to to give them that push so um that remains to be seen and then um as far as you know, Zion coming back to the Pelicans, that's really exciting. Um, and to have CJ and BI um, for Coach um, Coach Green for a whole full season ahead of themselves, I think is 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 really kind of what, what they needed. And then obviously Coach Malone getting Murray and, and Porter Jr. back in Denver to go along with Jokic. I think that is, this is really a make or break year this year, I think for Denver, um, you know, Jokic pretty much um, maintained things last year with with both of them going down and then you know getting them at least into the playoffs last year but this will be I think will make a break year for Denver um, this year I think you know with them and the Clippers uh, they they have the biggest upside to challenge Golden State um, for the top slot Uh, Memphis uh, with with Triple J being out until at least um, probably January, um, as long as they don't lose a lot of ground while Triple J is still um, getting back to uh, the roster, you know, that that remains to be seen. Hopefully Ja kind of maybe altered his game a little bit to be a little bit more durable um, so he has um, the, the capacity to handle the full regular season as well as into the playoffs. Um, to really um, bolster that team. And I think losing Melton, though, and Anderson is definitely hurting their depth and their rotation. So we'll see what Coach Jenkins has in store with, with their new rotations of how to kind of like make up for that um, going into the season. Dallas really didn't make that many, um, you know, key free agency uh, signings. They did get Christian Wood, I think, who is going to be a huge help as well as getting Hardaway Jr. back from injury. Um, and see about you know the second um, second year with Dinwiddie and how everybody kind of meshes together along with Luca to see if they can um, you know if they're going to still be a defensive minded team the way Kid had kind of drawn up last year I think they overachieved last year so this year is going to be a real you know calling card and telltale um, how things kind of work out for Phoenix I mean you know it's still a bit of a mess obviously with the off-season um, issues with, with the owner, and now he's um, selling his portion of the team, which I think is the right thing to do, and I think for everybody in, involved, you know, so everybody can kind of move on with a fresh slate. Um, it still remains to be seen if Phoenix has um, enough pieces um, that they've been able to maintain um, and if they can move forward um, as a unit to really kind of, like, solidify themselves 
um, from last year's um, debacle in the playoffs to, you know, moving forward this year with Aiton and, and, and company and, and Book taking that next step and, and, and hopefully not relying so much on CP3 and, and seeing if Payne and, and Bridges can really emerge, um, you know, as well as Johnson, um, you know, as a real force um, to, to be reckoned with in, in the West because the West is really, really tough. You know, the Sixers uh, with Trez and, um, and P.J. Tucker and Melton, I think those are really helpful pieces. Maxi has really emerged. We'll see, though. I mean, it still comes down to whether or not Harden really is the new improved Harden um, that he says he's going to be coming off of offseason. And then if Tobias Harris really can be that third scorer and that third piece to the puzzle and really help um, as needed. I think Miami, I'm, I'm not really sure. I think they bit overachieved last year. Um, and then with injuries, they definitely kind of like faltered down the stretch. So they didn't make a lot of off-season moves. So just interested to see a healthy Oladipo, healthy Lowry, and a healthy Butler and kind of seeing with along with Bam, you know, what Coach Spo has in store. Um, they'll definitely be, you know, tough-minded, you know, um, cohesive unit, but can they be enough, you know, consistently all season long and, and into the playoffs to really make a push? And then, unfortunately, with with Lonzo Ball and his, his latest injury, that kind of puts um, a bit of stress on, on Chicago, even though they, you know, re-signed Zach and they have DeMar and, and Vucevic and Caruso. I think those are all, like, in Dusubu, those are all great players, but you know, um, they did falter, um, and, and we're still needing some, some guard play and some, some, um, playmaking abilities that they seem to still be lacking. So it'd be interesting to see kind of how, how they pick up from last year and, and, and how they make some adjustments, um, to, to get that playmaking up this year without Lonzo for now. Um, Charlotte, Lamelo is out um, with a um, preseason injury, so just be interesting to see with um, new coach, new identity. They really need to work on defense um, and see if that really shows up this year to kind of propel them into the next level. Um, you know, obviously they've made the play-in, but have really faltered within the play-in um, tournament. Detroit is really, I think, of the emerging teams or the rebuilding teams. They are have the probably the biggest upside. They may be. Um, more of like a Cleveland last year, maybe. Um, and so you might see something um, great emerge um, with Ivy um, and, and Cunningham and, and Bay uh, and company. I think they they have some great building pieces there and just um, they need to just continue to build and be consistent. Indiana, I think, is still going to be a bit of a down year, although with Halliburton there, um, you know, I think that still um, could have some flashes, but not really uh, too sure kind of where they're going to be at. Orlando also has some great young pieces with Ben Caro um, coming over there. Wagner from last year was really good. And they're just continuing to keep building. Toronto um, has some great upside. They, they, they're, you know, got the rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes, and everybody else coming back just to health. Health seems to be their biggest thing with Siakam, especially, and, and see if Van Vliet and everybody can continue to kind of build from last season. Washington's is the this is the biggest head scratcher on the East. I really don't know what they're doing there, what their identity is. I mean, they they have Beal locked up there um, for a while. Rui is is definitely coming along. You know, Kuz is there, but. I really don't know to what extent, you know, what their identity is and how they're going to move forward. So 
stay tuned for them. I mean, as far as the West goes, Houston is still rebuilding. They have some interesting pieces, but um, not really sure where they're going with that. Portland, um, as we said, that I just don't know with Jeremy Grant and, and GP the second, if that's going to be enough to kind of push through and, and get and get Dame finally, you know, um, deep into the playoffs again. I'm not sure if the defensive mindedness is enough or what the schemes are this year to kind of like, you know, um, make make some noise um, on the defensive end to really help help that squad. Sacramento has some pieces with um Sabonis and and Fox, but can they can that be enough um, you know, on the west side to to propel them to a winning season and hopefully maybe even make the play in San Antonio, Utah, Oklahoma, um are all rebuilding. And I don't see um a lot of um you know, Oklahoma has possibility with SGA and Giddy, but with Holmgren um, cut, um, being out for the whole season, that puts kind of, I think, uh, a bit of a damper on probably what they were going to do. As far as the Lakers go, there's another head scratcher there. Um, they didn't get any real big offseason moves. I mean, Schroeder, um, they did resign him. Um, and so that's interesting, but he's out for at least a few weeks. Westbrook had an injury during preseason. Not sure how Coach Ham is going to use him um, in the regular season and seeing what Pat Bev has in store as well as AD and, and LeBron being in his 20th season. Um, you know, the the you know the uh, championship window is closing rather drastically for LeBron um, and even AD on the Lakers. So be remains to be seen what Coach Ham can invigorate in that squad and, and how – how they can turn things around from last season to this season with not much movement on the roster at this time anyway. Um, so it's a, it, it's wide open. It's opening week. There's a lot of excitement going on, and um, I'm definitely you know here for it all. Hopefully you are as well. Um, so the poll question is what what injured player are you most looking forward to seeing? Um, you know. This season, is it Kawhi, is it Zion, is it Jamal Murray, or is it Ben Simmons? You let me know, um, and I'm looking forward to this new season and look forward to uh, weekly updates with you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hold myself to that, and I, I look forward to rocking with you. Appreciate your time. I'm your host, Storm Jenkins, and this has been Hoopology. Take care.